Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Carolina wraps this one back in. Nations takes a heavy hit, but keeps it in. Backhand try. Vanacek got to it. Carolina coming close to taking a 2-0 lead from Svechnikov. Now a shot from the slot. Natchez has it bounce. Couldn't get it clean. It was deflected before it got to Vanacek. Kept it at the point. Now out in front. Svechnikov a little rebound chance. Go score! Trocek gets it to Natchez. And Marty Natchez, two goals in two games in D.C. Good play by Carlson. And Washington works it for the Canes. Backstrom trying to find Ovechkin, who darted to the center of the ice. But that sticked away. Puck still loose. Slavin trying to get to it. Stahl trying to get to it. It'll be picked up because Nets the cross. Ovechkin in the shot right on. Save Anderson. How many times have you seen Ovechkin from there bury it? Anderson gets across. At the point. Down low. Backstrom across Ovechkin. Anderson slides across. Big save by Frederick Anderson. And now Schultzen again. He carries the puck, tries to get it away from Teravainen. He can't. Teravainen tries to slap it out, does. Past Ovechkin, and Ajo races after it. On Johansson, Ajo cuts across, he scores! Short-handed goal, Sebastian Ajo! Oh, a turbo boost! And the Canes get their two-goal lead back in two games in a row with a shorty. Teravainen will keep the puck along the board. Shea kicks it across, and he'll score! Brett Pesci! Celebrating in Terrytown tonight. His second goal in as many games. And the Canes go up 4-1 on their first 4-on-4 goal of the season. 4.30 remaining here in the second period. Carolina had a 2-0 lead after one. Now looking to add to it. Don't be in the slot. They do. They score! Natchez with an absolute laser. His second of the game, and it's 5-1. Oh, Carolina. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Uh, and that was a pretty thorough performance from your Carolina Hurricanes, even though they weren't great in the second period. The Capitals were better, but also messy, things that we have seen from the Hurricanes. And the Canes end up scoring three goals in a period they weren't all that awesome in. So, uh, good win, 6-1. to one. Remember when the offense wasn't around? Well, they've scored seven goals in St. Louis, two of those into an empty net. So, caveat. But six tonight in the run of play. Uh, impressive stuff. And uh, really, I think, uh, dominated the game enough in the first, oh, uh, well, certainly the first period. Uh, and I thought Washington was the better team in the second. But uh, Carolina, obviously, a 6-1 win. Uh, you're going to get on a plane to Tampa uh, and feel really good about yourself. Eh, hopefully, yes, Barry Coke and Emmy will be okay to go. 
We'll talk about that in a little bit. Alec Campbell will join us. Uh, we'll go through the goals uh, in a couple of seconds, but uh, just talk big picture about things. But before we do that, a reminder that we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Siding, roofing, windows, entry doors, storm doors, everything for the, for the exterior of your home. Make your home more beautiful and energy efficient. Aluminumcompany.com online for a free no obligation estimate. All right, big picture stuff. A lot of the players that Carolina has needed to get going are starting to get going. Now, you didn't get much out of Jarvis tonight. We're going to talk about the top line, which really wasn't the top line tonight. It was more like the third line, borderline fourth line, but we'll get to that. Uh, I have a theory as to why uh, the Ajo line played so little tonight. Um, but Martin Natchez, two goals and an assist tonight, plus two, five points in his last two games. So I think we mentioned this in the podcast uh, after the St. Louis game. Looks like Marty is starting to play a little bit better. Um, there were still a couple of uh, squirrely puck management issues tonight, and we may just have to live with that with Natchez for the rest of the year. Um, but he's starting to get some goal scoring confidence back. Uh, and when we go through the goals, you'll see, I mean, middle of the ice on the second one, right to the side of the goal on the first one. Um, but you know, nature's was a good player tonight and, uh, give the guy credit, man. He, he went through it for about two months, maybe even a little bit longer. It's not been a great year. Uh, but he now has 13 goals and he's added a couple of assists, the last couple of days as well. So, uh, Natchez, Derek Stepan gets his eighth goal of the season. Alec and I will, uh, we might just talk about Derek Stepan, uh, when he comes on in a little bit, Brady Shea, uh, his eighth goal of the year, plus an assist, plus a really great defensive play on Alexander Ovechkin. Now it's Ovechkin into the Kane zone. Watched by Shea. Great defensive play by Brady Shea. Taking down Ovechkin. Puck still loose. Washington on. Now exchanging the puck. Thinking about it was Kuznetsov. who turned and put it himself, but that'll hit the body of Shea and the Canes will clear. Actually, uh, Trip Tracy picked it up right from there. Basically said, you can't do that to Alexander Ovechkin if, unless you can skate. Brady Shea is a good skater. Uh, was right with him and took Ovi down. Uh, absolutely legally. Um, Vincent Trocek, couple of assists tonight. Trocek was excellent. Tavo Teravainen, two assists tonight. Now four assists in his last two games. Max Domi with his first two points. Both helpers. Primary helpers, too, I believe. No, the first one, I think, was a secondary. Uh, on uh, So he's got two assists now uh, for the Hurricanes, and I thought was a good player tonight. Uh, that whole fourth line was excellent, I thought. Uh, Kokoniemi and Stepan, very, very good. Uh, Ajo with a gorgeous shorthanded goal. Uh, Brett Pesci goals in, in two straight games. Uh, so Carolina getting, like, like yesterday, I think there were only five players in the whole lineup that didn't hit the score sheet. You scored, you scored seven goals. Uh, and it was pretty similar tonight in just about, they got contributions from really all over the place. Stahl didn't score, but I thought Stahl played very well. No points for him. Uh, that line did not register any points, but again, uh, thought that line was good. I thought Foss, Niederreiter, and Stahl were very good again. 
uh, and Stahl won 75% of his faceoffs. Um, I thought the Svechnikov, uh, Trocek, Natchez line was excellent. I thought it might have been the best line in the first period uh, where, uh, you know, Carolina only led 2 nothing, and Tom Wilson scored the first goal in the second period right at the right after the power play, first power play expired, or I guess it was second power play, but first of the second period. Um, but then you get the shorthanded goal to restore the two-goal lead. But I thought Carolina didn't win the game in the first period, but I think they established how the game was going to be played. And then Washington tried to physical their way out of it. Uh, and when Washington decides to play that way, play a dirty, no, dirty's not the right word because I don't think it was a dirty game. Um, but I think they look at Carolina as a team that they can manhandle. And that was their plan. And that was Tom Wilson and the with a clean hit on Vincent Trocek. That does not happen if Trocek doesn't lose control of the puck and then look down for it between his skates. And man, Tom Wilson did not miss that opportunity. Um, then Brendan Smith goaded him into a an unsportsmanlike penalty, and then they fought. And, uh, you know, we're not big fans of scoring the fight. Good thing, because Hurricanes fans wouldn't be happy about it. Um, one of those unnecessary fights that, you know, we got to get rid of, because nobody benefits except, you know, Tom Wilson gets his jollies, and no, you know, no reason, no reason to partake in that, but uh, that's the code, right? That's the stupid code. Um, but, uh, and then Lars Eller, the end of the game, I mean, it's not a dirty hit. I guess they sent him off for charging. Two seconds left in the game. It's completely unnecessary. But I don't think that's, I don't even, I don't even know if it's an illegal hit. The puck's right there. I mean, Eller's not making any attempt to get the puck or play through the body to the puck. So maybe that's the right call. We'll see what happens if the uh, if the league does anything. But I can't imagine the league would. Again, uh, we saw we've seen plenty of uh, more questionable hits not called. Um, that's probably a time and place type of a call. Um, but Carolina was really good tonight, and they've been really good. And suddenly, the last two games, the puck's going in the net. Maybe they had to leave town. I don't know. Uh, but puck going in the net matters, and uh, the Hurricanes pick up a second straight win. Uh, and now if you look at the standings, 44-15-7, 95 points. Five-point edge on the Penguins with a game in hand. They are six points ahead of the Rangers. Uh, they are 11 points ahead of the Capitals with two games in hand on Washington. I mean, Washington's not going to catch Carolina. Um, and we are into, what, 16 games left in the season? That's it? 16 games left in Tampa tomorrow. Um, not that it gets easier because Montreal is playing really well. And then you got Minnesota coming in. Minnesota's good. Uh, and even the teams that are not making the playoffs in the East, in the Metropolitan Division, teams like the Devils are playing better and the Islanders are playing better. Uh, and so the primarily the, the games within the division that you're playing the rest of the way are the Islanders, Devils, and Rangers. You still have uh, games with Buffalo, two games with Buffalo left to play. Those those come back-to-back. So uh, the Hurricanes only have, I think, four playoff teams left on the schedule after tomorrow. 
but that doesn't mean these are going to be easy. And we all know that Carolina has at times struggled with, we'll just say the lesser teams, even though I'm not in any way believing that these are lesser teams. By the way, tomorrow's game against Tampa, just to prepare everybody for this now, is on Hulu. So expect the Hurricanes to get shut out. I'm just saying they've played two games on Hulu this year and uh, they are 0 and 10 aggregate. Zero goals for 10 goals against on aggregate. So uh, at Tampa Bay tomorrow, again on Hulu, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict a 4 uh, nothing uh, lightning win. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. By the way, the schedule tomorrow night in the NHL is just absolutely bonkers. Uh, Toronto's at Boston. Montreal's at Florida. Montreal's playing much better. Uh, Rangers at Pittsburgh. Colorado at Calgary in the West. It is fan- What a great Tuesday night in the NHL. Freddie Anderson, absolutely fantastic tonight. 25 saves, I believe. Yeah, 25 saves for Anderson. Nearly got the one that he allowed. Uh, not necessarily making the save on it, uh, but by getting it out of harm's way, but he just didn't get enough of the puck. He was sprawled out. Uh, that was right after a power play expired uh, early in the second period, but I thought Anderson was great. Alexander Ovechkin had seven shots on goal, and Anderson handled all of them. There were some great ones as well. Uh, so shouts to Freddie Anderson, and uh, I don't expect him to play tomorrow night in Tampa. I fully expect that to be Antti Ranta, uh, but the uh, the Hurricanes got outstanding goaltending tonight. They got great goaltending in St. Louis yesterday. Uh, And again, um, physical game, but you're going to expect that when you play Washington. All right, let's go through the goals, and then we'll talk to Alec Campbell. We start uh, in the first period, 241 in. uh, Derek Stepan with his eighth goal of the season. And this really about puck luck. I mean, the Caps had the puck in the neutral zone. They failed to get it deep. So Carolina starts in pretty quickly. Um, the puck gets uh, over to Max Domi, who passes it across to Jesperi Kotkaniemi, who's going to shoot it. And John Carlson catches up from behind and bothers the shot as Kotkaniemi is trying to uh, deliver it. And the puck just kind of drifts across, diagonally across the crease, to Derek Stepan on the back door, and he just bangs it in. I mean, that's a lucky goal. I mean, I know I saw Stepan in the uh, first intermission talking to Abby Labar, uh, joking, said, I know that was a pass. I mean, it's just luck. Remember earlier in the year, I think it was also Stepan who scored when Tony D'Angelo was in the slot, and he tried to shoot the puck, and something hit his stick, or the puck bounced or something, and it went off the heel of his stick right to step on, who just banged it in. It was not intended to be a pass, but it just worked out that way. So one nothing Carolina at 241. Uh, then Carolina had a couple of other really good chances, neither neither of which went. I think uh, Jordan Stahl came in alone uh, with one of those chances was really good. And then uh, it was Martin Natchez at the end of a very long heavy shift in which Carolina had multiple shots and eventually uh, Andrei Svechnikov takes a shot. Vincent Trocek's in the slot, gets the rebound and gets it over to Marty. Uh, But this was a long time coming. 
Carolina wraps this one back in. Natchez takes a heavy hit, but keeps it in. Backhand try. Vanacek got to it. Carolina coming close to taking a 2-0 lead from Svechnikov. Now a shot from the slot. Natchez has it bounced. Couldn't get it clean. It was deflected before it got to Vanacek. Kept it at the point. Now out in front. Svechnikov alone. Rebound chance. Go score! Trocek gets it to Natchez. And Marty Natchez, two goals in two games. And Carolina up 2-0 in D.C. He would add another goal later on, but we'll get to that later on. Uh, early second period, Tom Wilson, uh, right after the Natchez penalty, which to me was a questionable penalty, right after the Natchez penalty expires, he makes it 2-1 about two minutes later. Uh, Max Domi is in the box for a way more questionable penalty uh, than the one they whistled Natchez for. I guess it was an elbowing on Natchez. Wasn't much of an elbow. His arms came up, but it wasn't worth calling in my opinion. The Domi cross-check, basically off a face-off, was absolutely not worth calling. Why they called it, anybody's guess. Anyway, puck don't lie, right? So Domi's in the box. Uh, Kane's doing a pretty good job of killing off the penalty, although there were some chances for Washington. Nothing amazing, but there were some chances. Taravainen chips the puck over Alexander Ovechkin, and Sebastian Ajo goes to work. Now Schultzen again. He carries the puck, tries to get it away from Taravainen. He can't. Taravainen tries to slap it out, does. Passed Ovechkin, and Ajo races after it. On Johansson, Ajo cuts across, he scores! Short-handed goal, Sebastian Ajo! Oh, a turbo boost! And the Canes get their two-goal lead back in two games in a row with a shorty. That was a dynamite goal, Ajo goes almost from the goal line and just kind of veers maybe back in front a little bit. He went around Marcus Johansson. He recognized that it wasn't a defenseman, so it wouldn't be as easy for the player to skate backwards. Uh, And Ajo just took advantage. What a great, great goal. That's the move Ajo should try in a shootout, by the way. So his 29th of the season shorthanded, first shorthanded goal of the season for Ajo, 13th of his career. And the second straight game in which Carolina scores a shorthanded goal. Two minutes later, Brett Pesci, seventh of the season. It was a four-on-four situation. Um, and uh, forget how we got the four-on-four. The whole thing's bizarre. Uh, again, uh, officiating in the NHL is weird. Um, so, Ajo wins a board battle at four-on-four. Get the, uh, the puck goes back to Brady Shea at the left point. Um, Shea passed it down low to Taravainen. Taravainen across to Brett Pesci, who had, I'm trying to remember who it was. I actually think it was Tom Wilson, uh, who was just playing poor defense, which you don't expect at a Tom Wilson. Uh, and then Brady Shea knew what to do with it. Taravainen will keep the puck along the board. Shea kicks it across and the score! Brett Pesci! Celebrating in Terrytown tonight. His second goal in as many games. And the Canes go up 4-1 on their first 4-on-4 goal of the season. Yeah, Brett Pesci on a hot streak. He's got 7 on the season. It was 4-1 Carolina. Five minutes later, more kind of lazy defense from Washington. Again, the Hurricanes were not that great in the second period. I mean, they didn't have the puck a ton. Washington had the puck more in the second uh, in the second period, 
Um, like I would just say it was a kind of an even period. I don't think Carolina was bad in the period. Washington, uh, I thought, made a pretty good push. Uh, but man, when they didn't have the puck, they weren't really all that interested. Uh, just a simple play. Slavin just carries the puck into the offensive zone, gets it to Domi on the left side. He finds Natchez in the slot. Boom. 4.30 remaining here in the second period. Carolina had a 2-0 lead after one. Now we're going to add to it. Domi in the slot. They do. They score. Natchez with an absolute laser. His second of the game, and it's 5-1. Oh, Carolina. I don't know if it was a laser or not, but Vitek Vanacek didn't seem like he made much of an effort to get back to the center of his goal. So uh, Natchez makes it 5-1. Brady Shea tacked on a goal uh, in the third period, midway through. Carolina was kind of done at that point, but uh, why don't we hear the Brady Shea goal? Deep into the Washington zone. Natchez pull away from Kuznetsov. Line there would step on. Natchez will come up with a puck. We'll get it to Shea. Shea scores! Samsonov didn't see it at all. And Brady Shea has come up with his eighth of the season. And it's 6-1 Carolina. And there you go. 6-1 Hurricanes. Goal-scoring machines. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network. Suddenly, the Hurricanes can't stop scoring. Yeah. uh, 13 goals in two games, Alec. Explain that. I know. On the road against pretty good teams. Like, I know St. Louis is where they are in the standings, but, you know, they're they're not a pushover, and you're on the road, and they're building, stuff building to play in. Um, and then tonight against the team that you haven't been able to crack the code against, you know, I, the Hurricanes are finishing. I mean, I, I actually thought it was a fairly competitive game between the two teams, but mm-hmm. the Canes took advantage of their opportunities, <laughs> and they're getting goals from, you know, all kinds of different people. I mean, Brett Pesci's got goals in two straight games, you know? Yep. Derek Stepan comes out of a funk where he hasn't scored since, like, February 7th or whatever. Now, Brady Shea breaks a 17-game goal-scoring drought tonight. Martin Natchez, I mean, good Lord, asking for him to find it for the last two months. <laughs> and suddenly he's got, you know, what, five points in the last two games or yep. something like that? Yep, absolutely. Kane's uh, got two shorthanded goals in a row. I mean, what the hell's happening here? <laughs> so, it was uh, – but, you know, I like the goals. I mean, I like the plays on them. Yeah. I mean, I love seeing – Aho just stuff the shoulder like that and go around Johansson and score a uh, good play on the other end of the ice. You know, Taravine throws it off the wall yep. for Aho. So, and, and, you know, I liked a bunch of the goals they scored tonight, too. I mean, there were a couple pretty ones there, a couple ugly ones, too. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're doing much different. They're just getting the puck to go in. No. Uh, I, I would even argue that. They probably didn't play. Well, they definitely didn't play as well tonight, I think, as they played in St. Louis. They didn't play as well in either of these two games as they did against Dallas or the Rangers. Yeah. Um, and the puck is the puck just went in. Uh, and really, if right. you think about it, a great break on the first goal, right? If John Carlson doesn't get his stick 
on Kotkaniemi's stick, it's just a shot. And maybe the shot goes in by Kotkaniemi, but because right. Carlson bothered the stick, the puck slides over to step on alone yeah. at the side of the goal. I mean, it's a gift. Just like the yeah. Natchez shorthanded goal in St. Louis in the first period goes off a of Justin Falk and in. Wasn't even intended to be a shot. The shot was not on goal. And they so maybe a couple of bounces go your way. It kind of unlocks you. And then there were some pretty goals, man. Um, yeah. The, the second goal was a hard-working goal with Natchez at the side of the net. That was a great shift. Might have been the best yeah, sequence of the night. Yeah, I love that goal. I mean... Uh, what was that? The 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 carom, was it the carom off the boards and then uh, out to Trocheck and Trocheck feeds Natchez to the right of Anacek. Is that how that happened? No, no it was um, it was a shot. Andre, Andre a shot took from it. Andre. Yeah, but that was yeah. like the third. That might have been Andre's third shot on that shift. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I like you know Domi feeding Tro- uh, Natchez. Yeah, on the uh, on the rush there. Um, and they just had a good night. I mean, obviously he had three points, but that last goal to Shea, you know, they're good four yes. check. They work it off the board behind the goal. He throws it up back to the, works it up back to the point for Shea. Shea gets to find the net. So I think they had a good mix of, you know, the, the hardworking goals and the pretty goals tonight. Yeah, but even the uh, even the pretty goal, like the the four-on-four goal that Pesci scored, I mean, they won a they won a battle on the wall. The two Finns, Aho and Teravainen, win a battle on the wall. Puck gets to Shea. Shea dumps it down low to the side of the goal to Teravainen, and he finds Pesci in the slot. A little lazy defense by Washington doesn't hurt, um, but Pesci just kind of sneaks down the slot, and boom! You can't stop Brett Pesci from there. <laughs> Hell no! Actually, <laughs> I thought I was like, man, what is he doing? Like he threw it off the glove and in. <laughs> and uh, I kind of thought he should have made a save, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it happens. All of that. Uh, all of that happens. So, do you know who Carolina's third line was tonight in terms of ice time? I don't. The Ajo line. They mm. barely played tonight. Ajo had. Just under four minutes of ice time, I believe, in the third period. And they only took three shifts after the the Tom Wilson penalty. After the Wilson um, unsportsmanlike penalty that he drew, that Bre- uh, Brendan Smith goaded him into, that caused, yeah. that caused the fight later on that nobody, uh, nobody should be happy about. But after... Yeah. But after that penalty expired, Aho Teravainen and Jarvis had three more shifts the rest of the game. That was it. Hmm. It was just a weird night. Um, it was almost as though Rod Brindamore uh, either didn't think they were playing well, which is possible because they weren't early, um, or he was trying to protect them because they yeah. barely played. Um, they were... The Aho line, I was keeping track of ice time for, among centers. Um, and in the first period, Trocek, who had the most ice time among centers tonight, I thought Vincent was great. Uh, Trocek played 732. Stahl played 627. Aho played 443 of the first period. Um, through two periods, Aho was at 
10:27, and oh, so Aho played just over four minutes. He had four. It was 14:33 for the game. Um, that's got to be a season low for Aho when he doesn't when he's not hurt, and I don't believe he's hurt. He's been hurt this year, um, but he played four minutes less than Trocheck. He almost didn't play as much as Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Kotkaniemi played 13, 18. Um, that's a, that's the most Rod has used the fourth line really all year long. But I'm not They're sure good. The, the fourth line was excellent. Excellent tonight. Um, and if they're going to play like that, they should get more time. Um, and maybe you keep some of your other guys fresher, and then if you have to load up uh, in a third period, you know, you can you can go with them for eight minutes if you have to. You know, if uh, if you're if if you can kind of save him until then. Uh, but it was a little surprising to see a lot of that, and some of that was, I think, Jarvis. Jarvis, I think Jarvis struggled early um, because I believe Washington went into this game thinking that they were going to try and intimidate Carolina. And that's the way Washington plays against the Hurricanes because I think they believe they can get away get away with it, and it's effective. Yeah. Um, he had forty what forty five hits, forty nine hits in the game, forty five. Yeah. I mean, Carolina twenty six is a pretty good number for Carolina, and they almost got yeah. doubled up by the Jarvis camp. had six of them. Yeah, Jarvis will play a physical game, but I also think that Jarvis was kind of shying away. I don't understand how the. I don't remember too many of Jarvis's hits, uh, so I don't either. That's what I'm, if you I, like that to me is the stat of the night. Seth Jarvis with six hits in the game. I don't remember a single one of them. And if you had, I don't know what the what the what the number was in Vegas for Jarvis hits, but congratulations on playing that bet if you did. My gosh. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know. I don't even know. But I. I thought. I thought they were a little bit tentative in terms of taking the hit to make the play. Like, I think they were getting rid of the puck to avoid the hit at times, which I get when a team is doing that to you all night. Um, But it's it's not a good thing to do. Yeah, I mean, Washington loves to play that kind of game. It feels like they, they sort of employ that strategy regularly. Like, we're going to come out of here and just try to beat you up and see if you can withstand it. Jarvis feels like a, a, a boy amongst, amongst men out there in terms of size when it comes to that. But, um, you know, what the Cats do. So, I mean, at some point you got to get off that if you're losing. Or I guess if you're losing that bad late, it doesn't matter, as they kind of showed. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, your thoughts on Lars Eller... Versus yes, Perry Kotkaniemi with just under two seconds left. I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like it at all, really. I mean, I don't know how much the context of the game matters in terms of a punishment that comes down. You know, the fact that it came at the end of the game when it was a five-goal lead for Carolina, but to me. The elbow gets up. Seemed like there was intent to me, so I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I, my guess is there will probably be a, a fine for him for that. And now KK sort of, you know, looked like he was seeing stars. So I didn't like it at all. I wasn't a fan. 
especially yeah. the time and place where it happened. Here's the thing. I, watching the hit, I know they sent him off for charging. Um, I don't know that the hit was dirty. I mean, the play was dirty, right? I think the play, because of the time in the game, you're down five goals and there's two seconds left. You know, the, the common, uh, you know, respect from player to player yeah. tells me that there's no, that you don't do anything there. You just play. Um, right. And, but if that happens in the middle of the first period and it's a scoreless game or whatever the score is in the middle of the first period, I don't even think that's a call. I think that's closer to a clean hit than not. Oh, yeah, I don't. I um, think it was a clear no, no, like, but, elbowing situation. But I think that I think that the time of the game changes everything about it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't believe the hit itself. I didn't I didn't see an elbow. I'll have to go back and look at it again. Um, but I didn't see an elbow. Right, um, but what yeah. I did, what what you can obviously tell, is that there's there's no intent, but to deliver a blow. Oh, I thought there was intent. Oh no, no, I, but the, to me, that's the only thing there was. Like I just watched the, the hit again. I don't really see an elbow, um, but I see an unnecessary play that Lars yeah. Eller is a smart player. He knows the score. He knows how much time is left. And he knows yeah. exactly what he's doing. So, yeah, I mean, again, I think judging, if it's in the middle of the first period, I think there's nothing there. Um, but at the, time of the, at the time of the hit, yeah, I think there's yeah, something the, there. The, the context makes it worse for sure. I think there's something there in the middle of the game. I thought there was malicious intent. I mean, right. judging intent is always a, dip, a, a difficult thing to do. Also, if I'm being honest about it, I get lost in the the murky waters of hockey etiquette, to be completely honest with you. Like, there are times when I feel like things aren't a thing and they become a thing, and when things are a thing and they're not a thing. So, like, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I have a good judge judgment of these things, honestly. Uh, because I feel like we justify the things we want to justify, and we don't justify the yeah. things we don't want to justify. Well, I'm not. I'm uh, not justifying the hit. I, I actually think that because of the time, um, it's clearly intent to. I mean, I, I to, think there's to, a possibility to, he gets a suspension, like a one game suspension. For that. Predicting what the NHL will do is sort of like predicting what the NCAA will do. Um, right, but I mean, player safety has to come in there. At the end of a five-one game, yeah, no, that's. I mean, right, but I don't know that they're gonna gonna suspend him for a game for that. Um, but you know, again, would I'm not I'm not absolving Lars Eller. I do think that a different time of the game, uh, we don't see anything there. I've just watched it again. Um, the elbow doesn't make contact with anything above the shoulder. For on Kokaniemi, the el- the elbow does come up late, you know, after the hit, but it doesn't really make contact with Kokaniemi. It's it, the the hit in the middle of a game is fine, but when it was, to me, it's clearly predatory. I know Trip talked about the Wilson hit on Trocheck being somewhat predatory. 
See, I saw that as an unfortunate mistake that tr- when Trocek couldn't handle the puck yeah. in the that neutral zone, I thought it was a perfectly clean hit. And I don't think Trocek had a problem with the hit. No, I thought that was a clean hit for sure. Right. Uh, uh, how come on a clean hit we didn't go after Wilson because uh, that's what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't uh I'm glad they didn't though. Right. No, I'm with you. We should it that yeah. should never happen in hockey. You should yeah, never go after a player after he delivers a clean hit while on one of your players. Yeah, they do that all the time. It's like you guys understand that hitting's a part of the game, right? Mm-hmm. And they all they all accept it, they all like it. So what are we mad about? I mean, I've never understood that concept and that's where that's where I say I get lost in the the, the murky waters of hockey etiquette. Because I don't really understand that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the Ellers hit. I wouldn't be, you know, I'm not sure it warrants a suspension. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a game for it. Because, I mean, if if only for the simple fact that you can't be, you can't be making runs at players like that. Right down five goals with one second left to go in the game or two seconds or whatever it was. Um, that's just, it's just poor. And for, for all the, you know, the fraternity and the brotherhood and the respect for other players that's talked about all the time. That's the antithesis of that to me. So I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like the fight really either that much, but no. everyone knows I'm anti-fight guy to begin with. Although I guess you could make an argument that if you're going to fight, it's in a 6-1 hockey game. And if there's going to be someone to fight in a 6-1 hockey game, it's Brendan Smith. Although it was probably stupid on his level because he has a fractured skull and <laughs> he did not win that fight. I forgot that. I, for- I forgot that he has a fractured skull. I, I, also, like the whole... <laughs> The whole thing was weird, too, like, because Smith did the right thing. He basically baked Wilson into a penalty and doesn't want to go right then and there and then starts chirping from the bench, do you want to go? Right. Like, why didn't you just go just then? Yeah. Because he didn't want to go. I didn't understand that. Yeah, he didn't want to go. Because he didn't want to go. Because <laughs> he has a fractured skull. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Uh, and te- But terrible. And think about this. Um, like, nothing's going to happen. So, Brendan Smith uh, went on the ice, took a shift after he came out of the penalty box. So he'll be good to go tomorrow. Because Ethan Bear missed the game with a lower body injury. So, they played tomorrow night in Tampa or by the time people are listening to this tonight in Tampa. And if Smith got hurt in this fight, now you might need to call up Jalen Chatfield uh, playing against the Lightning in a game where you know the Lightning are going to be angry because Carolina's uh, owned them twice. Mm -hmm. And the Lightning have, they kind of need wins at this point. They have fallen six points behind Florida in the division. Uh, and the Panthers tomorrow are playing at home against Montreal. So Tampa's in danger of potentially falling eight points back if they don't come up with two points tomorrow. 
on top of that, Alec, tomorrow's game is on Hulu. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. I mean, yeah. Forget forget about Steven Stamkos and Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov and uh, Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky. The game's on Hulu. That's all you need to know. They could just yeah. put the, the Hulu sign right, right up in front of the yeah. goal. They, the Hurricanes could play the Junior Hurricanes on Hulu and lose. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's too bad. It was a nice run, that two-game winning streak. Yeah. I don't want to be on Hulu anymore. I just don't want to do it. It would um, be kind of an insane little run if they got a win tomorrow, given the fact that, you know, the three-game road trip, uh, three games in four days, back-to-back with travel against the Cats and the Lightning. That'd be a damn good six points right there. <laughs> that would be something else. I mean, in a way, they're sort of owed a nice run like this based on the way they played yeah. uh, to get almost nothing out of that stretch. And by the way, remember at, be, at before this 11-game stretch started with the game against Colorado, remember they play Seattle, and then you get three days off and you start that with that game against Colorado. We talked about... What twelve points in an in that eleven game stretch? If you can somehow manage the equivalent of five four and two, well, they're five three and two right now. Well, better than better than five four and two. Well, so even if if they lose, still need another game, right? If they lose, you know, yeah, you don't want them to lose. You don't. That's not something you're like cool. They could be six three and two. I mean, anything. I mean, just to get a point tomorrow would be uh, against the Lightning would be, I think, a pretty good result. Uh, not that it gets any easier. Montreal's playing well. That's Thursday. And then Minnesota comes in. We know how good they are, and they might very well be using Marc-Andre Fleury, although Cam Talbot's playing well too. So uh, all sorts of crazy things are, uh, are going on. All right, by the way, the Hurricanes scored at 5-on-5, five 4-on-5, five, I'm sorry, four on four and a shorthanded goal today. Well, I guess they did score at four on five. Uh, five on five, four on four, and a shorthanded goal tonight. How about that? The cycle. They hit for the cycle. Almost. They didn't uh, They didn't score in the power play, and they didn't score into an empty net. By the way, how about uh, Rod calling Andrei Svechnikov an empty net goal machine? <laughs> Dude, I, I heard that, and I laughed. It made me laugh. <laughs> I heard that. It's so funny. <laughs> I will ask him about that in advance of the lightning game uh, to see if, uh, if if players look down on other players for scoring a lot of empty net goals. <laughs> so fun. Oh, oh, my God. I thought Andre was great. I thought that line was great in the first period. I thought Andre was very good in the first period. And then, um, I don't know, I thought Washington was better in the second, but they were kind of messy. They they just made a bunch of yeah. mistakes and like Carolina does, right? You'll play well, but you'll make a couple of mistakes and they end up in your net. I think that's really what happened to Washington tonight. I would be interested to see uh, what Peter Laviolette had to say about the game from their perspective. Who were your three stars, sir? And then we'll close up. Uh, my three stars tonight were Kokaniemi, Shea, I think. Okay. And Natchez was my first star. Yeah, Natchez was my first star, too. Uh, I like Kokaniemi. I liked Shea. I loved Trocek. I liked Pesci. 
Uh, I had Jacob Slavin as my third star. Um, especially early in the game, made a bunch of good stick plays uh, and did Jacob Slavin things. I had Freddie Anderson as my second star. And yeah, uh, I, thought, I kind of feel like Freddie got lost in the mix tonight a little bit. He was pretty good. I, um, I thought he was great in the second period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I just sort of forgot about Freddie. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe uh, uh, maybe when, when your goalie, you kind of like offensive linemen. <laughs> We're not talking about you. That's a good thing. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> or like a referee. Um, yeah. No, I, th- uh, I thought in the first period, he didn't need to do a ton. Carolina had the puck for a lot of the first period. Other uh, the second period, Washington had, I think, seven high danger chances in the second period. And mm-hmm. include any Ovechkin had seven shots on goal tonight. So Ovi had some chances to score. And Freddie got over a bunch and and got to him. Um and then uh so I had and then I had Natchez as my first star. Um but there you go. All right, sir. Should we do this again tomorrow? Well, give me a call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll send you an invite. All right. Yeah. Send me a an invite. Send me a calendar. I'll Put send it you on my an invite. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, appreciate your time as always. All right. Later. All right. We're out of here. Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Exterior of your home. Siding, roofing, windows, doors, gutter helmets. It's all there. Sammy Hanna and his crew do a great job. You can go online for a free no obligation estimate. And uh, salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, these people are. Promise. Aluminumcompany.com. Follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating and a review if you want. Or just subscribe to it. And we show up in your phone or wherever you get your podcast automatically. You don't have to do a dang thing. You just, hey, hi, how are you? Anyway, uh, for Alec, I'm Adam. We'll see you after the Canes and the Lightning. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.